Once upon a time in a magical land of make-believe and mystery, there were two girls who dreamed that one day the stories they read in books would come to life. They often wondered what it would be like to see characters from those books live in their world and even interact with characters from other books. Those dreams have come true and those girls are now grown, but their imaginations are still filled with the magic of childhood and every week they like to take an adventure beyond Storybrooke. Welcome to Beyond Storybrooke. I'm Trina. And I'm Addie. And we're here to discuss Once Upon a Time, Season 4, Episode 3, titled Rocky Road. And we'd like to start off the show with first giving out a couple shout-outs. And these first shout-outs go to those who have left us a rating and review in iTunes. And we have a big announcement after I mention these names. So first of all, I want to say thank you to Brian from ProfitCast. He's one of our buddies. We met at Podcast Movement. Thank you so much for leaving us a rating and review. Very heartfelt uh, rating there that you left us. Also for Red Champagne, your name sounds delicious. <laughs> uh, ADHD Rewind, that is Eric. Thank you so much. And then Amy Schuber, also Mr. Podcast. And then Dan from Rental Income Podcast. Thank you guys so much for leaving us a rating and review. And because of you, Trina has a very special announcement. Yes, thank you for all your support. Uh, Beyond Storybrooke is on the front page of iTunes TV and Film for podcasts. Now, we are very thankful for being on the front page, and it's thanks to you. And this, you know, being on the front page helps others, other Once Upon a Time fans find us and join in on the fun. So thank you so much. That is huge to be on one of iTunes' front page. I mean, we're not on the music <laughs> side, but, you know, we don't belong there. We belong in podcasts, and for us to be right there when you push podcast, TV, and film, you see Beyond Storybrooke, that is huge. And if you're a Once Upon a Time fan, guess what? It's going to quickly click. That is a Once Upon a Time podcast. Let me tune in. So that's super, super huge for us, and we wouldn't be there if it wasn't for you. So thank you. Thank you so much. And now it's time for your Once Upon a Time Rewind. In this episode, uh, we find that the Snow Queen, who turns out to be Elsa's aunt, frames Elsa, so to speak, by casting a spell on Marion that will freeze her heart. But Regina is there to rescue her yet again. We find out Robin admits his love for Regina while Emma pushes Hook away. Uh, the Snow Queen was trapped in a magical urn that Hans wanted to use against Elsa in order to take over her kingdom. And then we also see Hook call out Rumple claiming that he has the dagger. All the while, Snow White is having a hard time juggling her role as a mayor and new mother. And that is it for your quick rewind. Thank you for that. That, that wraps up really quickly for us. In a little gist. Yeah. <laughs> said in a rumple still skin voice. <laughs> That'd be so cool for him to be on the show. And Oh, I would love it. He's one of my favorite characters. So now it's time for our feedback. <laughs> And our first piece of feedback comes from our Facebook group at Beyond Storybrooke, uh, again, Facebook group. And I'll turn this over to you, Trina. So Danielle commented and kind of gave a little rant about Robin Hood uh, in this episode. She saw him as more of a controlling husband and made a couple points here. She's wondering why has he not taken her to the store to buy new clothes? 
<laughs> which is a good point. Yeah. Right? Uh, when Roland makes a comment about Regina, why doesn't Robin tell his son not to say stuff like that? And when Roland makes a, the comment about Regina, why does Robin not tell his son not to say stuff like that? Instead, he kind of smiles. The comment was disrespectful to Marion. And instead of saying no to the ice cream, Robin just goes with it. And the third point uh, was Robin cuts his wife off in mid-sentence when he told the ice queen what Marion wanted. And, you know, Danielle gets that she's new to, to Storybrooke, but really, does Robin really have, you know, why can't Robin let her decide what she wants? And does she not get a say in, in the family? Okay, I, I want to first touch on the clothes thing. And this is not only... Uh, okay, again with her name. I say Marianne because that's what I hear Robin <laughs> say on the show. And that's how I remember. You it's, can speak with that accent, Marianne. But it's a, it's like an audible remembrance. So it's imprinted in my head to say it that way. But the whole clothes thing, I totally get that. But what I don't get is a character like Hook. <laughs> Hook, does ne- he never changes that big coat. It's like just dress normal. Everybody's on board with that. So why don't you dress normal? And then that's kind of the same thing with, in this episode, we have Marianne and Elsa. They don't change your clothes. It's like, we get it. You're the snow queen. (laughs) I don't know. Well, I think these are new characters in Storybrooke. So they haven't really acclimated to the styles of Storybrooke. I mean, you see everybody else with it, except for Hook, which, by the way, I like the pirate look. I I don't mind it. (laughs) He's really handsome. He gives them that, that awesome really hot look but it does look like he's always in costume though right yeah i guess uh i think the whole thing with marianne is that they're still trying to settle in with her new lifestyle and she's still trying to get how things work in this new world um it, it take the ice cream for example she's never they've never heard of ice cream so that was just a big like well what is that and you have to see robin as a, also a protector trying to protect his lady yeah, I think it kind of brings back to the old Robin in the old ways. Like, that is his wife, and he wants to protect her. And her being in this new world that she knows nothing about, I mean, he's going to speak up for her, and he's going to, you know, chime in on what she should and should not have. But I do see Danielle's point in, you know, why don't you let her make a choice? But I think, to me, Marion comes off as a kind of a fragile character, kind of subservient, and She's not like a Regina that can, you know, is strong-willed and can make up her own mind, but she's really just fragile and scared of the whole new world she's in. Not only that, I think also Destiny has a huge role to play into this type of character. She is on the fragile side. She is on the very scared, very skeptical side of everything because it's a whole new world. And then two, let's look at it as a timeline. She's not supposed to be alive. So maybe... I don't know. Maybe they wrote that into her character, but totally understandable. Um, I think when the kid brought that up, that was kind of a low blow. <laughs> but the kid is a kid. He is going to say certain things because he's innocent. And maybe Robin just felt guilty, like, oh, here here comes that part of the storyline to haunt me. I'm trying to be a good husband by being here with my family. But Regina's coming up in our, you know, Sunday. What, what was it? Always a sunny day. What's the ice cream shop name? Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday (laughs) moment. (laughs) Football. Just kidding. Now, our next feedback comes from an email. And this is from Elena. Elena. 
Eliana Elena, sorry if we butcher your name. Feel free to correct us on how we should say it. But so again, you know, some of the feedback she said uh, was another great episode. She did like the scenes with Elsa and Kristoff. Definitely growing on her, just like the scenes between Henry and Regina. I think the only thing she didn't like about this episode were the scenes with Emma and Hook. She doesn't really like this pairing. She does like that Will Scarlet's in the picture. Go a little bit into him uh, later on. And then, you know, she commented on, and she's right, about her theory about the Snow Queen. She is connected to Emma's past, and Rumpel knows. So that's where we're all at right now, wondering what is that. Great feedback, Eliana, and, you know, your theory was essentially right. Yeah, I love how you dived into the story before the story even was unveiled to us. It's very amazing how it all came together. We're going to touch more on those key points. So we just want to say thank you for giving us your feedback. It gives us a lot to think about when we're when we're trying to put our notes together and when we're trying to first, this is our process. We watch the show and then we get our own separate notes together. And then we we see later, you know, who has written in, who has left feedback so that we don't kind of warp our opinions based on what we see from you guys because we want it to be very I guess magical pun intended to see how this all comes together because I'm I'm on this journey of once upon a time because it's there's so many moving parts what's going to happen so. yeah there's so much backstory and like you said moving parts that we don't know how it's all going to connect and something I kind of left out too what Eliana kind of she kind of thinks that the snow queen is the reason why snow was born in the hardest of winter so let's keep that in the back of our heads because Eliana seems to be right with her theories as, you know, as the storyline goes on in the season. Like, is there a connection there as well? That that was a strong point there. So a lot of moving parts and she seems to be on it. And I, like I like Addie was saying, we love all the feedback and any theories because we like to put them all together. And, you know, it makes us as well as you think. It's a magical yeah, that's a, ride. Right. That's a possibility. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on to discussing Marion. She gets a spell cast on her. And from the Snow Queen. From the Snow Queen. And it's ironic to me that Robin goes straight to Regina. Well, she is very powerful and probably mm-hmm. the only powerful person that he knows and outside of Rumpel, which I don't think he'd ever go to him for help. So yeah, I think the Snow Queen, and this is what Elsa quickly notices when she meets the Snow Queen, is that she did that. So that the town marks Elsa as the villain and someone that they cannot trust. So here, you know, innocent lady from the past gets it in her ice cream. She's never eaten ice cream again, probably. So (laughs) she gets frozen. The interesting thing is that Robin, who's supposed to be in love with her, was in love with her, gives her a kiss and it doesn't break the spell. And I think it's very obvious because he fell in love with Regina. They're meant to be together. But what kind of got me was uh, this is a, I I guess I'm probably a little fuzzy on who exactly was there at the moment. But we've seen in the past that true love's kiss does not only come from, you know, Prince Charming. And let's go back into Frozen, the actual movie. That movie that what breaks the spell is the love between the two sisters, not any of, of the princes or what is his name? Um, Christoph. It's not, has nothing to do with them. It has to do with true love. So 
I was just wondering, why didn't they, you know, hey, kiss your mom. Come on, let's get... I don't know, it kind of seems forced, but that was just something that I was thinking about. I think at that moment, though, everybody thinks of true love kiss, true love's kiss as between two lovers. And although we, you know, outside know the whole Frozen story, they kind of don't think that. But at the same time, we have seen that in past seasons of Once Upon a Time, it was a true love's kiss between Henry and his mother. And I forget if it was Emma or Regina. I'm a little fuzzy. I apologize. But again, that's a mother and a child. Yeah, not necessarily the loves, the lovers of their life. So another thing to note when it comes to Marianne is that, yes, Regina did go and, and try to save Marianne. And she saves her by taking her heart out. So this raises a couple questions for me. When she has Marianne's heart now, when little Regina gets a little angry, what's going to happen to that heart? Well, that's what I first thought. I was like, what better way to mm-hmm. save somebody who's quote, kind quote. of, yeah, save somebody who is actually in the way of your own true love by holding her heart. And it definitely opens up the temptation of her just crushing that. And, and, and she will definitely get her happy ending, but. As Justina said in in one of our uh, feedback voicemails, mm-hmm. if she were to use do any harm to Marion, Robin's love would be totally lost. If so, he doesn't know, yes, if he doesn't know, but sometimes it always the truth comes always out. comes out. Yeah, that's very true. She's in a tricky situation there. Like she has all the power, and by having her heart, and oh, yeah. you know who's to say that she wants to put it back in when she's unfrozen. Yeah, the, that that was a huge red flag when I saw that. I was like, yeah, she's saving your wife, but now she really holds her future into her hands. We don't know what's going to happen from here on out. And poor lady is still frozen after the whole deal. So I'm hoping that soon, uh, for the sake of no one dying in Once Upon a Time, is that they save Marianne. One real quick thing about Marianne, which... Why did they choose to cast her? Is there a reason why it was cast a spell on her? Or was she just a random person? I think it was just a random act. Because at this point, I think it was stirring up inside the Snow Queen to just do something already. She wanted to stop hiding, I guess. I don't know. Her agenda is a little odd. We don't, even till now, we don't know what her agenda truly is. But I think she was just a random person who she decided to put this magic on. Spell. Maybe maybe I'm thinking a little too deep, but I don't think she so was. Ra- I don't think she was random. I mean, I'm probably going way back, and we might get into it later on with Will Scarlet. But I kind of wonder why he's in town while the Snow Queen's there. Was there a past? And Will Scarlet was one of Robin Hood's merry men. Would he want revenge of some sort? I'm a little fuzzy about Will Scarlet's history, only because I I didn't watch. Once Upon a Time Wonderland. Honestly, I thought they came out with that too soon. Uh, No, I agree. It was too much to watch at the same time. And I think it was very weak because of that. I think they wanted to really capture that audience of, you know, us fans of Once Upon a Time. They wanted to capture us and keep us on for another hour, watch Wonderland. But I think it was too much too soon. Very diluted content. It wasn't capturing for me. I quickly got lost interest. When when it first came out, I was excited. I was like, oh, great. They're going to do like an expansion. But at the same time, I'm like, 
uh, I, like you said, I didn't catch on to it as I thought I would. They probably should have kept it together and expanded it together with Once Upon a Time or waited a couple seasons later. But I'm not too sure of Will Scarlet's history. So you He know, seems if- to know a lot about the Snow Queen. He's the one who led the investigation to her shop. So from uh, what I know, yeah, exactly. So he points the finger to her. Mm-hmm. So from what I know about, about Will Scarlet, is that he was, in the past, in the Enchanted Forest, he was one of Robin Hood's merry men. Again, here's the thing, and anyone can correct me if I'm wrong. From what I understand, he wanted to steal something from Maleficent's castle. So him on this show, again, brings up in my head, I was like, are they starting to bring Maleficent in? Are they going to bring that storyline in? Which I really hope they do. Because two signs, again, like I I said last week, the crow, Mm -hmm. and then this. So he wanted to steal something from there, he ended up taking a looking glass, which took him into Wonderland, him and his love, Anastasia, mm-hmm. who turned out to be the Red Queen. So you got the Red Queen, the Snow Queen, who's also the White Queen, maybe. So there might be some connection with Will and the Snow Queen. They're there at the same time. And then obviously there's a connection with, because I know Robin Hood, when he, uh, I believe, when he, uh, Will wanted to go steal something from Maleficent's castle, Robin Hood didn't want to didn't want to go. He pretty much said, just take what you need. Let's go. And kind of left him there. So is there a revenge due for him? I don't know. So it's interesting that he's there because he kind of ties into and connects to some of the characters that are in Storybrooke. The Snow Queen, Robin Hood. And one thing I did want to, wanted to bring up about him too, is that the commonality between him and Emma's and Robin Hood is like they're all thieves. Like when they were pick, yeah. pick, po- pick blocking the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the store the, lock. Yeah, the ice cream shop. It's yeah. like, oh, Emma, Emma's like, I got this. Yeah, they all have, they all share some type of resemblance of their past. So in that sense, I'm thinking, was this a random? Was it really random? Was it really random? Was casting the spell on Miriam really random? We don't know yet. We'll, tit we'll for see. tat, maybe? Tit for tat for Will Scarlet and, and Robin Hood? Definitely some good, good points. So that we wrap up this discussion regarding Marianne, the one thing that kept ringing into my mind the whole time watching this, even though I was like, oh, well, maybe Robin will save her. Nope. Maybe the kid can save her. Nope. Um, let's see. She's about to die. So it's her destiny to die. How about that thought? Because she's not supposed to be alive, and yet here the Snow Queen, from what we get, maybe, maybe not, but maybe she was randomly selected because it's just her destiny to be dead. That's a good point. And I want to bring up, too, that the twice that she survived, so to speak, was at Regina's hands. Now, you say she destined to be dead. Now she's destined to die at Regina's hands. She does have her heart. She's taking it a one bit. I didn't. You know, I didn't even step see further. that. It's like ah. Yeah, I didn't even see that. Yeah, Regina did save her yet again the second time. The first time was the snow monster. This time, it's her heart because that's the only way. Because if the if the cold and the ice was starting to freeze her heart, then she is completely dead. But she's still alive because Regina was able to take it out on time. Is she destined to just die? Was this a mistake or was it not a mistake that she was chosen as the selected Snow Queen victim to make a point? We don't know. I think that was a very... Marion, she's... I don't know about you, but at first I thought she wasn't going to play such a big role. But I think she's become such a big question mark in the storyline. 
Yeah, she definitely isn't one of the stronger characters, but her role and her being there connects a lot of people together that you wonder, you know, what's going to happen to all these other characters. Yeah. I want to move over to Mr. Hopper. Oh, Dr. Hopper. Dr. Hopper. He he was first introduced at uh, the beginning of the story. He kind of played a little suspicious when he came to the uh, Regina storyline. He actually helped her, right? In the past. In the beginning, yeah. And then ever since then, he's kind of been a character who's in just in the background, kind of as an extra. But he has an encounter with Snow. Kind of saying, telling Snow, like, hey, because he's a psychologist, right? <laughs> kind of saying it's always good to not have your kid so attached to you. It's actually bad. It's okay to leave the kid alone by itself once in a while. And I quickly thought, what are you up to? So you're definitely raising suspicion about this Dr. Hopper. Definitely. Just the way that he said it, the way um, the directing was on his character, it was kind of like there's more to this discussion than we think there is. What is he really up to? Is he planning to kidnap their kid and have some type of maybe a deal with Rumple? Maybe some type of, I don't know. I just know there's probably a hidden agenda there with what he was telling snow because i don't think it comes from out of the good of her why didn't he just say here why don't you put let me put the the thing in the car for you <laughs> I, I was wondering the same thing i was like he didn't even help her put the stroller in the trunk he just walked away after giving the advice right just stop talking and be a gentleman which i'm not seeing a lot in this story is be a gentleman get the stuff in the car for her and let her take care of her kid but instead you went on this long rant about how it's best for the child to not be so attached to its mother. Why? Because you're going to steal it? That's a good... Uh, I, I didn't pick that up. I mean, I feel like he's always awkward, period. And maybe that's what it was when I was watching it. Uh, but now that you say that, it wasn't his old usual, let me help you kind of tone. It was kind of a, I'm going to help you, but it's a little suspicious. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I I wonder if they're going to do more with that because uh, again, Doctor Hopper is supposed to be your conscience, right? Like he's Jiminy Cricket, mm -hmm. so he's supposed to be the conscience for everybody there. Hence the reason why he's a psychiatrist. So you think maybe that was just something that's going on with Snow's mind of what she's personally dealing with that we're not really seeing. I don't know. I think it's in the storyline for a reason, but that was something very short but very striking for my conscience. Like, what's going on there? Yeah, um, we'll have to see. He, Like you said, he's always been in the background, so we'll have to see if he plays a role of some sort in some, I don't know, master plan that we don't know about. Definitely. All right, so let's talk about real quick about uh, Operation Mongoose with Henry and Regina. So Henry's all for this plan to try to find the writer of this book. Yeah, the story book. In the storybook, the storybook, yeah, yeah, the storybook book. <laughs> That's hard, but yeah, he's totally in for it because I mean, thanks to Henry, everybody knows about the book. Well, actually, let me take that back. I, I believe it snows doing that he has the book, um, but he knows this book, and once Regina mentioned it, like, hey, you know what would be nice if we find the writer and have him rewrite the story because why am I the bad guy? Like, I'm very just, sympathetic, like, you know, poor me. Did you like how she pitched that, too? I yeah. mean. <laughs> well done. 
Very well done. I mean, but he was all for it. He's like, yeah, you know what? That's a good idea. Why don't they write you a, a happy ending like everybody else? You're not a bad person. It quickly turned from a scene of, oh, look, Regina is finally out and talking to her son. Um, but then it was like, oh, Regina is investigating and using Henry. Um, but quickly, because Henry is all for changing his mother's reputation, he's all for it, obviously. But Operation Mongoose, I think it's going to be a problem. Again, we mentioned it before. So did Justina. Uh, if you change the, that course, everything else changes. Yeah, just like just like bringing Marion back from the past. I mean, anything you change in the book or in the storyline is going to affect ripple effect into everything else. So I don't think yeah. they quite, I mean, Regina probably understands the repercussions, but I don't think Henry understands the repercussions of maybe finding the writer and rewriting it. I mean, we've said it in some of the other episodes or one of our last episodes, like if, if they did give Regina the happy ending, would Snow, would Snow White and Prince Charming even exist? Yeah. Not only that, I uh, was thinking that maybe this is where um, Mickey Mouse's hat the Fantasia hat. What is that oh, called? The sorcerer's hat. Okay, the sorcerer's hat. Maybe that's where this comes in. Because maybe he or that, whatever happens with the hat, has is connected to the book. Maybe. Because that is maybe the oldest storyline that has been introduced here on Once Upon a Time. Wouldn't you say? I think Fantasia was, what, in the 30s when it came out? Uh, I think Snow White. Snow White, really? Yeah, first. I think they can't. They one came or out the first. other it is, but it is one of the oldest storylines to be introduced to Once Upon a Time. So maybe that uh, hat has something to do with the magic of the book. And that's how they're going to bring that back into the storyline because we're into episode three, I believe. And we have not seen the hat ever since. What did Rumple do with it? Where is it now? Is it still active? Did he turn it off, so to speak? We have nothing. So when I keep thinking about the magical book, I'm not thinking like, is this where the hat comes into place? Maybe, maybe not. But yeah, I was so caught up with the whole episode. I didn't even think about it. I totally forgot about that hat. And now that you say that, yeah, what <laughs> happened to that hat? Where is that hat? <laughs> Don't introduce something to, my, to the storyline or else I, I just won't put it down. It's like, explain everything you bring in. And I, I don't know. I, I just don't want them to, to fail me and not answer that question. No, that has to come later. But you, uh, that's the, along the storyline with Rumpel. He's kind of been in the background right now, mm -hmm. you know, in the foreground or the background right now. We don't, he's not much is going on with his storyline yet. Yeah. You know, he's just coming off his honeymoon. He is part of our game changer for the, for later on in our episode. That is right. So, moving on, let's go to the hook. Um, yeah, let's just go head over and discuss a couple things about Hook. All right, so like Eliana says, she does not like Hook and Emma together. Um, I'm kind of rooting for them. I think they're cute. They they share a lot of similarities, very, you know, the badass type of attitude. Um, they kind of, they live for the thrill. Now they've also become the 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 two that kind of go out there and make things happen when it comes to saving someone. And, you know, in this episode, this is the episode where Emma admits to Hook, like, I got feelings for you, but every person that I've ever liked or loved ends up dead. She's scared. And she has every right to be scared. So, 
Yeah, I don't know. I can't see Emma with anybody else, to be honest, though. With Will, ugh, I, I, don't, I don't find him attractive. I think he's kind of that <laughs> character where he might as well be a bunny because he's. I just see him as that hopping character. <laughs> the, the white rabbit. He's not the white rabbit. <laughs> yeah. But, I, yeah, I can't see her with anybody else other than Hook at this very moment um, because I think they mesh well. So we'll see what happens there. Now, when it comes to Hook and Rumple. They have a past and always will hold a grudge. But with that past comes with knowledge of who they both are. So they can't really fool each other. And when uh, Rumpel was trying to see, look, see if I wasn't lying, you know, something would happen at this very moment. But that's when Hook was like, brother, <laughs> I know that that's not the real dagger because... You will never let anybody have power over you. Not even the lady of your life. So Hook knows what's up with Rumple. So then with that knowledge that Hook holds, he says, look, dude, we really need your help. Stop being a punk. Help us out. And the way you're going to help us is because I'm, I'm going to hold some. I'm going to blackmail you pretty much. If you don't do this for us, I'm going to tell. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and show that that dagger is not the real <laughs> dagger. So help us out here with Elsa. Lead us to who is responsible for this. And thanks to Rumple, he does lead the the trail back to who the real magic belongs to. But I wonder if at that moment he seemed Rumple seemed very nonchalant, like, oh well, this, you know, belongs to somebody else much stronger, or vice versa, whatever he said. Did at that very moment did he know she was in town? Am I, I touching so. on this subject too soon? No, 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 no. I think I think you're right. Um, now that you say that, I think he did know that somebody else is in town. You know, and of course we see that later on in the episode. But, you know, at that point, I think because he was being framed, he just said, all right, well, here you go. Go find it. Go find <laughs> yeah. her. Again, a Hook, Hook and Emma are very key to making things happen to solve problems. So I think... That's a wrap for Hook there. Let's move on to the very, very extreme story, breaking news story of Storybrooke. And that is, there's finally a tagged villain for this season. And that is the Snow Queen. The Snow Queen is the villain so far. I don't know if we could tag her as a villain just yet. Yeah, she's there. We don't know what she's there for. I do want to say villain because she tried to, you know, cause harm to, let's say, Hook. If she wasn't a villain, why is she running away? I think. But why that, is she there, though? We don't know. We don't know, and I, that that's something very huge in the end. But I see her at this very moment a villain because she does try tries to strike harm uh, with Elsa, trying to mark her as the villain of the town, try to get her in trouble. So she's twisting the the plot so that she looks innocent. So that's that's a question that I have. Why would she try to? F- frame Elsa and make her the villain. That's her niece. Maybe. Oh, that's true. Maybe. Because I I feel like, okay, it does make sense if that was her aunt. She knows so much. But kind of going back to how Mr. Hopper, I felt the same thing when it came to the Snow Queen, that she was up to something when she mentioned like, well, yeah, that's that's my sister. And that's, you know, where is she? Like, I think she knows what happened to her parents? I think she has some responsibility to the disappearance of her parents. Maybe her and Rumple. Oh, I keep touching on that subject because I want to get to it already. 
but I'll save it. But going back to the Snow Queen, they kind of, the storyline goes that, okay, she confesses that that's their aunt, but is she really their aunt? My theory still is that she is Elsa's real mom and she was banished. She made a deal with the queen and king and queen that you take care of my daughter and I will agree to be trapped in this urn. You can trap me in this urn and banish me forever if you take care of my daughter type of deal. I don't know. I don't think she's the aunt because where where else? I mean, I guess you could get the power from an aunt, but. I would it think more a so from a mother. Yeah. So I still think that might be her mom some way, somehow. That's a good point. The other question I have when it comes to the Snow Queen, she was trapped in the urn. Who put her in there? Was it uh, Elsa and Anna's parents? Yeah, that's the question I had. And I kind of went around, which is which is why I think, you know, I think she made a deal to go in there. Or it was Anna's parents. But I think, you know, like I said, my theory, I think she made a deal. Like, you take care of my daughter, and uh, I'll agree to be banished away in this urn forever. So is the urn, like, a different dimension, or is it just your trap, like, genie? Yeah, I I see it like a genie bottle. Except for when you take her out, you don't get three wishes. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sad. But anyways, yeah, those are my questions when it comes to her, is, you know, who put her in there? Uh, That, I think, has a big storyline. Number two, both Elsa and Emma, another thing that they share is that they've met the Snow Queen in their past, but they just don't know it. And why is that? Why is it that they both don't remember? Because we, we part of our game changer is that this revelation happens. So why is it that Elsa doesn't remember? Why is it that Emma doesn't remember? And the Snow Queen mentions the the rock trolls where they have that power of taking your past away from your memory. And which is why Anna doesn't remember, you know, going back to the actual frozen story. That's how they were able to survive for a little bit that she didn't have powers and she's not so different. So maybe the trolls have more storyline. They're more involved in the storyline than we think. I would say so because, you know, the snow can kind of mentions it like, they have the ability to pull your memories, and that's what they did. That's why you don't remember me. That's kind of, She kind of explains to Elsa, like, why you don't remember her as her aunt. Does the Snow Queen know where Anna is? What happened to Anna? Is she responsible for Anna's disappearance? Is Anna in an urn just like she, she was? Like, I still think that that necklace, Anna's necklace, is key to where Anna is. For some reason, I think she's trapped in that. Is the Snow Queen responsible for it? Mm. I don't know, because what agenda would she have? Unless she did go, you know, we did see the flashback. She was trying to find Rumple. Yeah. Which ties into our... Not yet. Oh, not Not (laughs) quite yet, because I do want to mention one more thing before we move on to our game changer. And that is the powers Emma versus the Snow Queen. This is the first time we see Emma's powers so, so powerful against another queen. The second she did her arm thing, her hand thing, boom, the Snow Queen was out. And that's what quickly scared her away from that scene. It's the first time. So again, Emma's a whole different character now because she's accepting 
who she is. She loves who she is now. She loves her parents. She loves this new life of magic and being in Storybrooke and coming from the Enchanted Forest. She loves that about her now. So now we we starting to see this very strong, powerful Emma. But in this episode, she questions herself. She called herself the anti-savior. Or Regina kind of said, you're, you know, you're causing trouble. You're like the anti-savior. I think she was kind of, you know, getting a little doubtful. But until Hook was trapped and, you know, her dad was in danger. Yeah, she let her true self come out. Because, again, she was talking to her dad, David, saying, you know, this whole thing that Regina's talking is getting to me. Because Emma's still emotionally weak. Because even though she's accepting, she's not completely there. But now we see it with her powers. It's like, no, I own this. I'm going to save who I need to save because I love them. I'm not letting somebody take this away from me. Not so easy. So she put up the fight. So that was just mind-blowing when I saw that. Like, whoa. I've never seen her powers so strong. (laughs) So I think think that's that that can be part of a game-changer there in itself. Do you think that she's related to Emma? Or... What connection do they have? Remember, she kind of recognizes her and says, Emma? And she's like, yeah. Yeah, the way she said it. She's like, oh, you know, so you, she knew her, but Emma has no idea who she is. She's like, what? <laughs> and up until, because Emma grew up in the real world. Mm-hmm. So did the Snow Queen, while she was in her urn or whatever time frame, again, their time frame kind of throws me off, but... Maybe the Snow Queen did know Snow in her real world life. Snow or Emma? Emma. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we keep poking at it and poking at it and poking at it. And we're even staring at it here. So (laughs) let's go ahead and talk about the big elephant in the room. And that is the Snow Queen and Rumple. Game changer moment. Big time. So they have a connection somehow and they both know well rumple knows of emma's connection with the snow queen pretty much saying you know she's bound to find out or bound to remember very confusing because it's like wait 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 a minute how do you know emma again we just discussed that what's the connection there how does rumple know that they've met did he make it happen how much more involved was Rumpel really involved with Emma and her past. So much that she's like, hey, do you think she remembers you? Like, they even go through that, like, hey, you think we're okay here? Like, what happened? So does this touch on Eliana's comment about the Snow Queen being the reason why Snow was born in the hardest of winter? Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Hmm. Opens up my eyes. Very, very strong. Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens. I mean, now we know Rumpel's involved. We kind of knew, I kind of got that in the beginning because Anna went to go try to find him. So I thought there had to be something in regards to Anna's disappearance for sure. But now that I know that the Snow Queen is involved and they know each other and it's regarding Emma, it's like, what is the Snow Queen's bigger purpose of being there? Mm -hmm. What does Rumpel know? Mm-hmm. And where again is still? Where is Anna? <laughs> Poorly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's quite a journey, though, when it comes to where is Anna. Let's find Anna. Um, I'm I'm loving the storyline so far. This season is very exciting. 
lots of going, lots, lots going on, lots of mind blowing facts going on at the same time. You can make so many connections, so many moving parts, like you said, and Mm -hmm. Maleficent is coming. (laughs) I hope. Fantasia's coming. (laughs) We'll have to wait and see. (laughs) So I think that makes it up for today's episode. We have covered so many parts. Uh, Thank you for sticking with us this far. We really appreciate you tuning in. We know you have other choices of listening to other podcasts, but again, you know, thanks to you, we made it to the top of iTunes for TV and film when it comes to um, that category. Major, major, major game changer for for the show (laughs) itself. And if you'd like to continue to support us, get more involved, head over to storybrook.com just as it's spelled beyond storybrook.com. And there you'll find everything that's in regards to the podcast, how to connect with us, voicemail, email, uh, the Facebook group. Uh, again, that address, if you want to just go directly there, because you probably have the Facebook app now as you're listening to this, just go to Facebook, search for groups, and just type in Beyond Storybrook, and you'll find a little red apple. How That's like the best way to find it. <laughs> But again, everything, everything that's mentioned is over at storybrook.com. Would also like you to check out Golden Spiral Media. If you really like our show, I bet you're going to like all the other TV podcasts that are over there at, at goldenspiralmedia.com. We have everything from New Gotham, Walking Dead, Arrow, Arrow Squad, Central City Underground, which is based on Flash. So, so many shows going on over there. So we encourage you to t- tune in over at goldenspiralmedia.com if you want more TV show-based podcasts. Uh, they're they're pretty awesome. I'm personally listening to Gotham because I tuned into that show. Again, going back to something that's tied to our past as a child. I grew up with uh, two brothers who loved Batman and Gotham. Seeing that now, that's that's amazing. So... Again, everything that we've mentioned beyond Storybrooke, it's right there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, and we'll catch you next week. Mm-hmm.